Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast that tells stories about the body of Christ. Once a month, I share a story about people living as disciples of Jesus. Other weeks, I share brief lessons from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching Sunday school classes for teenagers on up to 90-somethings. My day job is working in communications ministry for the United Methodist Church in what is known as the Great Plains Conference, meaning the approximately 1,000 churches of Kansas and Nebraska. My goal is to introduce concepts about Jesus Christ to people who either haven't read the Bible before, who have a difficult time understanding the Bible, or who just want a refresher. As the name of the podcast suggests, my message comes to you in layman's terms. I'm not ordained clergy, but I study the Bible regularly, and I'm excited to share stories and concepts with you about God's love for you and for all people. Let's dive into this week's Bible lesson. Have you ever lost something important? I'm not talking about a coupon for a free drink at a fast food restaurant or something else of little consequence. I'm talking about something of real value. I misplaced my wallet one time. I usually have a specific place that I put it when I get home each day, but on occasion I'll place it in one alternative spot. So when I looked in that first place and didn't see it, I didn't really panic. I just walked downstairs and looked in that alternate spot. When the wallet wasn't there, I remembered the last place I had it and I walked to another room. When it wasn't there, I'll admit that I panicked just a little bit. I went back to multiple locations throughout the house, sometimes places I'd already been. My heart rate rose. I grew anxious. I just had to find that wallet. I started thinking about all the things that had to be done. Calling the bank and credit card company to have them cancel the cards contact work to get new insurance cards. Oh yeah, and then there was the driver's license. On top of everything else, I'd have to go to wait in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles. It was agony. Then, and I'm not sure exactly how, my memory finally snapped into place. I'd worn shorts to go buy ice cream for my wife and me the night before. I didn't have pockets, so when I got back to my vehicle with the ice cream, I put my wallet in the console so it would be safe. So safe, it turned out, that I couldn't remember for 15 minutes or more that I had placed it there. All that stress looking for a wallet. But boy, was I happy when I found it. Lost things. People, really, is the focus of this episode. We're spending time between Christmas and Lent exploring the teachings of Jesus, specifically the lessons he taught using parables. Those are stories used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson. Today, we're going to look at two of those parables. One involves a lost sheep, another a lost coin. Together, Jesus uses them to teach people in his day and us today that our Savior never stops searching for the lost among us. People who think there's no hope, no purpose, who feel unworthy of love. And Jesus teaches us that the lost being found is cause for celebration. So let's get started. In this lesson, we'll be studying the 15th chapter of the book of Luke. This gospel, or good news, appears in what we consider to be the third book of the New Testament. If you want to follow along, consult the index in the front of your Bible, or you can find it by starting about two-thirds of the way back from the very front of your Bible. If you prefer to read on an app, I recommend either Uversion or Bible Gateway. Both are available in the Apple App Store or on Google Play as free downloads. 
It's in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. All the tax collectors and sinners were gathered around Jesus to listen to him. The Pharisees and the legal experts were grumbling, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus told them this parable. Suppose someone among you had 100 sheep and lost one of them. Wouldn't he leave the other 99 in the pasture and search for the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he is thrilled and places it on his shoulders. When he arrives home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Celebrate with me, because I've found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and lives. Sheep are powerful symbols in Christian circles. Sheep were critical to the people in biblical times because they provided nourishment as food. They provided clothing as their skins were put to use. And in the life of following the living God, they were used as sacrificial animals. In the Old Testament book of Leviticus, we learn in chapter 5 that priests were to offer burnt offerings to make atonement for the people. In effect, the spilling of the animal's blood takes the place of the punishment humankind deserves because of our sin. Sheep, for all intents and purposes, were important currency. They had real value then, just as they do now. In this parable, Jesus talks about a herd of 100 sheep, and one of those sheep wanders away. Like us, the wandering sheep in this story has gone astray. It has left the safety of others. It apparently has become rebellious or has allowed itself to become distracted. And we do that sometimes, don't we? Some may struggle with this far more so than others, and I'm not going to list a bunch of sins because I don't want to give an impression that some are worse than others. <laughs> Besides, I have my own list to tend to. And you know what struggles you face. The shepherd leaves the 99 in the pasture, the idea being safety in numbers, and tries to find the lost sheep. It's really a beautiful metaphor for how Jesus pursues us. We may do something sinful, and we may think that makes us unlovable, either to other people or to God. But I'm here to tell you that that's simply not true. If you are that lost sheep, you need to know that Jesus is looking for you. In fact, you're so important to him that he is willing to leave the rest of the flock, the people who already proclaim him as their Savior, to go in search of you. How does that work, you might ask? You might wonder if you should be looking over your shoulder for someone searching for you. Well, it's not that creepy. The reality is Jesus searches for you by providing opportunities for you to get to know him. That might mean giving you a gentle nudge to enter into a church building some Sunday morning. You can find United Methodist Churches in Kansas and Nebraska really easily by going to our website at www.greatplainsumc.org churches. But Jesus may reach out to you in other ways. Maybe it's the kindness of a stranger. It might be through drawing you to listen to this podcast. Maybe it's a book that you read, a song that you hear. It could be a prayer that comes to mind. And no, it doesn't have to be perfect and polished to be a prayer to God. Those are just a few ways God reaches out to you through Jesus Christ. If you have any doubt or questions, don't hesitate to email me, please. My email address is tseifert, T-S-E-I-F-E-R-T, at greatplainsumc.org. I'll do what I can to reach out and help. I hope the lessons in this parable about the lost sheep are clear. You are always loved by God. Jesus will never stop looking for you. 
you are heavily valued by your Savior. We'll pause here for just a moment. But I want you to remember that part about you being heavily valued by God, because we're going to get more into that right after this short break. How does your church celebrate big events? How does it gather the community together? How does it sometimes introduce you to people you might not have known? Many times in the Great Plains, it's with a potluck dinner. And that's what we try to do with our podcast, Potluck. This is David Burke from the Great Plains Conference and host of Potluck, where we do, in audio form, all the things a potluck dinner does. Celebrate big events, gather the community, and introduce you to new and interesting people. Listen to Potluck, available at greatplainsumc.org. Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ. But how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion, and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Help make more disciples today. Welcome back to In Layman's Terms, a podcast about discipleship and following Christ. In this episode, we're talking about the parables of lost things. First, we talked about sheep. And remember, before the break, I asked you to keep in mind that you are of great value to God? That concept leads us to a second parable, this one about a lost coin. So let's go back to the Bible, this time still in Luke chapter 15, but in verses 8 through 10. Jesus picks up right where our story about the sheep left off. if she owns ten silver coins and loses one of them, won't light a lamp and sweep the house, searching her home carefully until she finds it. When she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Celebrate with me because I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, joy breaks out in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who changes both heart and life. This brief story shares something that most of us can identify with. A woman has lost money. For us, it might be a $20 bill, or we might have misplaced the password to our retirement account website. Anybody out there ever lost keys? In this story, a woman has 10 silver coins and can't find one of them. You guessed it, if you feel lost, then you are that coin. The woman searches her home carefully. I can see her looking under furniture, sweeping the floor with her broom to make sure she scoops it out from under a bed or a table. I can see her on her hands and knees, scouring her home until she finds it. Just like Jesus left the 99 sheep to search for you, 
He's willing to tear apart a room, furniture, accessories, carpet, everything, all to find you. One of those silver coins. See, I told you you had value to God. But I glossed over one part of the first parable about the sheep that I want to make sure you understand with this story about the coin. After the lost person is found, whether it's a sheep or a coin in these stories, there is great rejoicing. It's cause for an all-out celebration, and it's because you have been found. In verse 7, the tail end of that sheep story, Jesus tells us that, quote, There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and lives, end quote. In other words, when those lost to sin are found, and when they change by choosing to follow Jesus, there is cause for celebration even to the heavens. In the second parable, the woman, after finding the lost coin, calls together her friends and neighbors to tell the story and to ask them to celebrate with her. This is a huge relief to her. And just like in that first parable, Jesus says that joy breaks out in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who changes both heart and life. purpose of these two stories is pretty clear. You are loved. You are valued. You are desired. Jesus wants to find you. So do you feel lost? Do you feel like you have sin controlling your life? Then now is the time to be like that sheep and pop out from behind the thick brush. Now is the time to be like that coin, swept out from a dark space and into the light so you can be seen. Now is the time to be found. May I pray with you? Do you want to be found? Are you tired of being lost? Just repeat after me. Gracious and loving God, I know that I am a sinner. I am lost. Somehow, I've let sin take over my life. And I have not allowed you to draw me back toward you. I surrender from those desires. I ask for your help in overcoming them. And I ask that you enter my heart and soul. I am here, Lord. You have found me. Now, please help me to be fully yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer, then I want to congratulate you on becoming a new creation in Christ. Would you please send me an email to let me know that you did that? I'd really like to, as the parables teach us, celebrate with you. My email address is tseifert, that's T-S-E-I-F-E-R-T, at greatplainsumc.org. I hope these parables today help you better understand that you are loved. I hope they help you understand that you are valued, and I hope they help you understand that Jesus never stops looking for you. That's it for this episode. We'll explore more of Jesus' parables in the weeks ahead.
Plains Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.